Thanks for watching. We are the Big Bottom Crew, Big Bottom Squad. I am Steve Arajo. I'm Tony Paleo. And I'm John Moody. And we're just going to talk music, life, stuff. So this week, who do we have, guys? Who are we talking to? Let's see if I can pronounce it correctly, because until he actually said it, I was doing it wrong. Okay, uh, Ray, I was too. Rayendow. Is that it? Rayendow? Ray Rayendow? I think well, so. It, in, so it's R I E N A U. E E A U. Like like in French, it would be Rendu. Rendu. But I think it's Rendu. Rendu. I was always saying Rendu, but okay. I was doing it incorrectly. Yeah. I, I think his name is Ray, badass MF and bassist and musician <laughs> Rendu. <laughs> but seriously, he was such, I mean, what a great guy. And I love mm -hmm. the concept of his, his website. The vintage baseball, vintage oh, yeah. baseball. Super awesome. Yeah, that was right. a great hang. Great I mean, hang. I think mm -hmm. that he has kind of tapped into something that really piques my interest. And if I'm looking for an instrument, I want to talk to somebody that has this expertise. And he's become this expert on vintage Fender basses. It's pretty rad. Mm -hmm. So, and so, how did you guys know him? Because I just met him on the podcast. How did you guys know him? Tony? Yeah. He was through the scene. You know, he was a great bass player. Yeah. You know, so it's that kind of that list of like, we always talk about like the, you know, the list of working guys that all know each other. Sure. Mm -hmm. And then I met Ray at NAM. you know. And actually, we had a mutual friend. He knew uh, Derek Ogden, who's okay. another player, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I knew of Ray you know, mid nineties or so coming up as, as he was coming up too in um, Machines of Love and Grace and yeah. Gary Hoey and all that. Um, but I just formally met him a couple of years ago uh, through GHS as he uh, came on board as an artist. And then as we um, became the exclusive uh, string for the vintage baseball. Oh, really? Yes. Ah, that's very cool. Appropriate. Very, mm -hmm. very, yeah. Especially because GHS made strings for Leo Fender back in the day. True, exactly. So, so that's pretty yeah. Rad. Uh, he and I went back and forth a little bit on what strings we thought would be cool for the vibe of what he was going for, and you know, we settled on uh, bass boomers uh, for the round core people and bright flats for the more vintage people. I like the bright flats a lot. You sent me some of those. I still have some. I like those. Mm -hmm. Rad. Yeah. All right, so the date, what's the date today? I was looking for my phone. What is it? Um, today? Yeah, what's the date? Uh, May 7th. All right, so May 7th, we are in the midst, middle, hopefully the down, <laughs> the not downfall, but the, uh, the lightening up of this whole quarantine. John, you're at work at GHS. In That's Michigan. right. This, this right here is my office wall. Okay. So. And we're all good and healthy. And Tony, you're at a, you're doing a are you, what undisclosed are you doing? location, but, but working, but working. And, and did, they, uh, did you have to put a bag over your head for them to uh, bring you to said uh, undisclosed location? <laughs> I do wear a mask. Yes. We, speaking of bags, I, I had to get a new, uh, this is stupid non sequitur crap, but I had to buy a, uh, a new mountain bike helmet because mine was seven years old. Mm. It was yep. disintegrate. It was disintegrating. 
So I had to go to a bike shop and to try it on, I had to put a plastic bag on and put the oh. helmet on. So that was my sure. my helmet mask. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Are the bike shops open right now, Steve? Um, either by Ours appointment. Are. Yeah, they're they're by appointment. They don't. Uh, one of the shops, you just kind of walk up and they bring stuff to you, or you drop stuff off. Um, another of the bike shops is open, but they're limiting the number of people. So it's it's loosening up, but we're still practicing the whole social distancing. G and L is open, but we're very, very kind of skeleton crewish, but we're ramping up a little bit. So it's, you right. know, and the weather is amazing out here. It's like 80 degrees and gorgeous. So nice. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, guys? we're looking at a polar vortex for the weekend. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. no, really? Whoa. Wow. Yeah, we're looking at like highs of low 40s and possible oh. snow. I'm like, nope. Wow. Mm -mm. And that's Michigan. And then Boston. Boston's Boston. like, um, I don't even know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, like 60s right now, like okay. low 60, you know, like decent fun. Not, oh my God, warm, but yeah, you know, it's sunny and bright out. It's beautiful out. Well, you mm -hmm. guys have to have to come back over here. It's 80 degrees, sunny, beautiful. <laughs> All right, guys. What's, that? What's that, Tony? Amo Amore Taco and Cerritos. Yes, right? oh, dude. Yep. Respect, much respect. You gotta love it. So, all right, guys. So let's see. So Ray Rondu, uh, look him up on vintagebasevault.com. I'll put the links. Um, mm -hmm. John Moody, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me at justmoody.com or uh, on any of the socials at Monjudy. Cool. How about Tony? Uh, Basis Tony Pulio on Facebook and Tony Pulio one or we like pronouncing i'm all right either way yeah. uh on instagram awesome all right guys and steve araujo the bass hang and this is the big bottom crew steve araujo tony paleo john moody signing off enjoy ray randu <laughs> oh there you go that's it yeah. what's up ray nice to meet you i'm steve hey steve How, yeah i was like i don't think we've ever met man. we've never met but i've know who you are. i've known about you forever man yeah awesome. great to meet you man yeah man Stoked. sorry about the time I, you think i would still know arizona time but it has the weird thing where it doesn't change like and i thought it was an hour oh man, oh, man. It's weird <laughs> yeah, i, I prefer it, was... it that way i wish california would just give it like just stay, stay. this is just stay yeah yeah because exactly. is it oh, yeah. four, is it four o'clock your time right now it's right yeah yeah okay. yeah see i was thinking i was at five for some reason because yeah. i thought the east coast was what are you three three hours away? Yeah, we're three hours away. We're seven. John and I are seven. Yep, seven o'clock and it's four. Oh, yeah. Okay. And and by the way, Ray, we're just rec we're already recording, so we're already just talking. Okay. And yeah. Talking smack and shit. Ray, I haven't seen you since <laughs> the Zon Bruise Bash at Nam. Oh man. So how many years has that been? Four. Oh wow! I think that was the last year I even went to Nam. Four, five. Really? Four, five? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, probably. that's okay because this last year was Corona Nam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Literally everybody that was there, either you know, I mean, everybody became, came in contact or got really yeah. sick. I mean, it's yeah. yeah, it was crazy, man. Downstairs was like nuts. <laughs> like there was literally people leaving on stretchers. Yeah, there were, there were some right. There were some people like there were a couple. There were a couple of people. Yeah, like I said, I get rid of everybody. Downstairs, except for Devin and Aniki Cases 
and like let's yeah. just have like a hockey like a like a golf setup down there you know like frisbee golf and an espresso bar i'd be cool i mean that sounds great that sounds good, yeah. <laughs> and for, for Ray and I, we'll throw some weights in there. And Ray, I have to ask you, before we get into any base geeks. Oh, no. Yes. Oh. All, right, all right, stop, stop right there. I got to ask you. No. And I know you hate legs. What are you doing for legs during this workout thing? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to really love this answer, Tony. Do it. Yeah. Because you know I hate legs, right? So, I know you hate legs. Yeah. So... It's been the last couple years, I had to just stop, not stop, but I had to reinvent my whole workout because I went a good 10 years lifting heavy and that kind of thing. And when I hit 50, my body was like, no, <laughs> you're done. And man, I got, I got, first it was like nothing, nothing too serious where I had to go uh, to the hospital or anything like that. But I was laid up where like, I was like, not feeling good and like, going to gigs like you know <laughs> like a crippled you know my back and just like so I had to just it, it kind of that's what I enjoyed about it it wasn't like even how much I could lift like kept track of all that it was it was more about just you know that feeling you know that feeling it, it's, it gets you know you get your blood pumping it's like the lift it, feeling. It's, it's, it's addicting it really yeah. is it really is so anyway long story short so it really dwindled down to begin with which so because kind of everything i loved about it got taken away so i kind of changed my whole workout stuff like that and it, it you know it went from like six days a week to five to four to three so then it just turned into maintaining um and uh since this has went down um i sold all my weights and stuff because i, I the place i live now i'm right next to the gym i could walk to it a real nice gym and uh, I sold everything I have, so I don't have anything. Uh, but my wife wanted to get bikes. I'm like, probably should do some cardio at least. So <laughs> I got to tell you, man, now I'm doing legs. Because even riding that goddamn bike, <laughs> my legs are like... That's, oh, my, yeah. that's my speed, mountain yeah, bike and cycling. Yeah. And, and John. Good. Yeah. yeah. yeah I man. have the worst chicken legs, man. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I only body built from the waist down, really. So I've been, I got to like, this might not sound huge, but I got to 720 on the leg, on the leg press yeah. right before this stopped. So I got to 18 wow. plates. I'm like, woo, this is, this is good. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then this whole COVID thing like kept up like two weeks later. Yeah. Crazy. And now I'm like running up and down the stairs with a 64 pound weighted vest <laughs> yeah. and doing squats with like the vest and like 55s in each hand, you know? But yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know where you were workout wise. You know. Well, you know, I, I I've been running to the fridge a lot. I run from the bed to the couch. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Gaining the yeah. gaining the the quarantine twenty five. You know, like oh, right here. Yeah. yeah, it's been it's been horrible. It's been nutty, man. But okay, yeah. I got to say on the chicken legs thing because we got two four. I I'm big time. I love the UFC and MMA. UFC two yeah. coming up. Dude, John Jones has the most chicken legs of chicken legs, and he yeah. kicks ass. So, yeah, there you go. I'm just saying. Anyways, yeah. blah blah blah. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> so, yay to chicken legs. <laughs> it's okay to have chicken legs. Yeah, yeah, okay, well, it's approved, I guess. I don't know. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. 
well, well, Ray, so um, just give us a little, for me, I've known you, but a little background, like what you're doing. And then I, obviously, I definitely want to talk about the vintage baseball. That's yeah. rad. So yeah, like just, just some background on you. And these guys might know, but other people and myself. Yeah. Um, boy, she's brief or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe brief. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I kind of got off the road probably, let's see, 2003. Okay. Um, well, um, during that marriage and I had my son and decided not to tour. I know a lot of people do it and I just, yep. it's something I couldn't do. Sure. And so preceding that, I started about, uh, in the early nineties with, with a band called Machines of Loving Grace, mm -hmm. um, and did some touring with them. That was kind of my big, they were on Atlantic records and they're great, by the way. I still yeah, have it was a, and everything. Yeah. It was a cool band. And I even look back at the, um, uh, the records, the bass tones were gnarly. Cause at that time uh, we were using a lot of uh, distorted bass and things like that. And uh, you know, they didn't have all the like dark glass stuff that they have now. And like the, you know, all, all the cool pedals where you could blend. And I remember even using like a rat pedal <laughs> and then having just my regular send out to the board and they would mix total dirty, total clean to get that kind of blend sound that you can do with many pedals now you know that kind of thing but um on those records man it's some of the best bass tones i've ever got like um that's cool. work with a different producer so i did that for a while uh machines loving grace and then uh let's see played with a guitar gary hoey guitar oh, player yeah. west coast yeah. god knows a big jhs <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you know you probably he's been with jhs for years right i mean years yeah years. he's a homeboy from out this way you know oh yeah great yeah. player man yeah, Ray Cock I played with, um, nice. uh, was with Fender for a while as a clinician, so I did a lot of stuff with both those guys yeah. as far as touring yeah. and clinics and things like that. Um, and then the probably the biggest thing I'm known for is uh, uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Yeah, yeah I did the Halford gig, which is, I, w I grew up in Iowa, Midwest, metal <laughs> kid. I was listening to Rob sing before I even played an instrument, so it was always like, you know, I'd look over on stage and go, yeah, that's Rob. Stand next to him. Man. <laughs> it's crazy. I was a fan, you know. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was playing, but actually watching at the same time. That's so right. Um, and then since being off the road, mm -hmm. um, I just do. I've been playing locally um, here in Arizona. The money is in country, classic rock. Country, country is big here. Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like the you know, that, that's all the corporate stuff and things like that. So I've been doing it cool. with a band for a lot of years doing that and. And uh, I still record. Um, I play with James Lebrie from Dream Theater. I do his. Okay. I did his last two records, nice. and we're getting ready to do a third record coming out. Very still cool, do that again. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Hope and then, yeah, and then and then obviously playing Fenders all the years. Is that your your main instrument? Well, it's funny because it's come kind of full circle in the <laughs> sense that I. Uh, Growing up, I had uh, a Rickenbacker. I wanted to, you know, be Geddy Lee. It had to be black. I had this, you know, yeah, <laughs> had yeah. that. Um, but also had like a, a Fender Jazz, Jazz cut, one of my favorite bases, the Fender Jazz. And had a few of those and through the years. And um, there was a store out here in Phoenix, um, the Bass Place, which is still around. Yeah. Yeah, which is yep. a, which a really hip store, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I taught there for years and years. So he was really cool about uh, 
getting a lot of high-end bases along with everything. So yeah. on any given time, I could go in there and play a Federa, a Modulus, Zahn, all these different things. So that's where, um, uh, let's see what, I guess, I guess Fender. Did you Headless Modulus then? I remember that. I did at one point. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had, that was my first graphite was that, I think it was that Headless. Yeah, I wish I still had that base. That was a cool base. Nerd. <laughs> that was a great base. That was that was a cool base. Yeah. Tony took a deep dive right there. <laughs> I like it. That was awesome. Deep <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think of the, the timeline of when this happened. Uh, okay. So when I got to Phoenix, mm -hmm. like I said at the base place, I was playing all kinds of stuff, and then uh, it just sort of, it seemed like just because I was at the base place, I got to try so many bases. I had a yeah. lot of different bases. It was that time where people were trying different things. Yeah, yeah. So all the guys there collectively were into the composite decks. Okay. So Modulus was big, Zon was big. I met Joe a few times. We did clinics mm -hmm. there. Man Ring came through and different things like that. So um, I kind of uh, always liked those spaces, but at the same time, still like the wood, the visceral sound of, of those spaces. Uh, when I got with Gary Hoey, um, well, even before that, I guess, no, I guess, yeah, Gary Hoey was before Halford. I was playing Fender, and Fender set up their corporate offices here and their research and develop, development for amps. And when I was teaching at the base place, this is probably right around the time of playing with Gary Hoey pre-Halford. Um, they used to come to the base place all the time because they, they acquired Sun amps. Yeah. Mm. Just like they had SWR, and they were kind of buying up some yeah. companies. <laughs> and they acquired Sun, and they were coming down, and they also they wanted to do something new with Sun and have their own line of the Sun amps, and then they were going to redo, like, the basement again, the, the Fender stuff. So they started with the Sun stuff, and they were coming down to the base place to see, you know, what was selling. They would always come down and go, What's, what are the yeah. best amps right now? What's selling? What are people talking about? What do they like? At that time, it was the SWR Redhead, was like, uh, which I still love. That's a great amp. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. There's a house gig that I do, but that's the amp that's there. It's been there for years, man. And it's just like, I walk in, I'm always like, it's such a great amp. amp. I mean, those guys changed everything. Those guys yeah. changed everything for us, big yeah. time. So, yeah. 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 So, um, so they came down, and long story short, I was, I, I was teaching there, and I, poke my head out and see the guys once in a while and uh, um, just started to get to know them. And they were like, Hey, uh, would you like to come down and do testing, you know, on the amps? Nice. I'm like, yeah, sure. man." I'm like, you know, so outside consulting, I started doing for them, um, which was funny because, you know, Fender still isn't known for base amps. <laughs> and I laughed when I went down there because there was a group of like, there's a group of like 15 guys and they're like all in front of these like amps removed. I get down there to check out. And it occurred to me, I look around and I'm like, yeah, how many of you guys play bass? It was like two bass players. <laughs> it's like 95% all guitar players. Wow. I mean, I can't imagine making a guitar amp for guitar players. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, was Tony Franklin with them back then? Was he doing no, something? No, this was, this was pre, post. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, got it. Was yeah. Bella with them then at that time? Who? Brian Bella? No, this is Creedy Brian too. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. Right yeah, this is right when they got Sun, yeah. And then so I helped them with uh, the Sun stuff. And right at the same time I was doing that, the Halford thing came up, that, that gig, which was first called Two, a band called mm -hmm. Two that Halford did that was an industrial project with like John Five on guitar. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, the keyboard player from uh, Nine Inch Nails, James Woolley. And it, it was a really cool band. Trent Reznor did all the mixing of the, of the record. It, it was, and Machines of Loving Grace, as Tony knows, is kind of that industrial thing. So I was kind of shoo-in for that gig. Um, the manager for Halford, for Rob. Rob has a home here in Phoenix, and so did he. So uh, we knew some, some of the same people. I got to audition for that. So uh, when I was with Fender doing that, um, my career kind of started taking off. So they were like, you know, hey, how about, you know, let's, let's turn this into an endorsement thing. And at, time, at that time, I was still doing all my solo stuff too, which I've done throughout all this, this solo-based stuff. Cool. And uh, at that time, they asked me if I'd be interested in, you know, becoming a clinician and stuff. And I, at that time, that's when I could still do a lot of clinics and do Fender, you know, I mean, they had deep pockets at the, that time and we're doing clinic tours. And, um, but the catch was, for me, is, was, was playing Fender basses, no, no, no problem sign me up but um they wanted me to, to use uh the sun stuff which i was helping them working work on but you guys probably know sometimes in those situations your hands are tied of how much input you really have you know yeah right. i mean there's there was things you know i mean i kind of say it as a joke but i'd be you know they'd, they'd say hey yeah whatever you can think of like for this amp and all these ideas you have and whatever but you got to use these parts because we already make these parts yeah. you know so even aesthetically if I was like hey man I think these knobs would look better I'd like this I think people are into this now instead of this and, yeah. you know so it was kind of a uh, at that time uh, Aguilar was like picking up steam and a lot of the other like some, some cool uh, amp companies that I was very interested in but they kept you know it was a good looking back it was a good career move cool. um, yeah. there's they did ads with me with the yeah. sun apps and so that's what so I took before my tour they acquired SWR. Then that's how right. Brad came into the picture. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that went hand in hand. So um, yeah. So I played Fender for a uh, a lot of years, mm -hmm. and then uh, how did it? the Fender thing got kind of weird because a lot of the people in that at that time where they were always changing people. So well, a lot of the people, I, I knew everybody there and they hired a lot of Arizona people. And it got to the point where a lot of people where they were just cleaning house left and right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus or anything like that, but kind of like my relationships got weird with that. And I became mm -hmm. like a very small fish in a big ocean, mm -hmm. which is understandable. I mean, yeah. they're going to take my call or Eric Clapton's call, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. But um, at that time, I was uh, decided that I wanted to go to more of a boutique kind of base and put some feelers out. Still wasn't thinking about the composite necks necessarily. And a friend of mine had told me that Joe just started making wood necks. And I always loved Joe Zahn's bases. And he had the mosaic line. And I talked to Joe and he was just super cool. And he was just like, dude, I'll send you out stuff to see if you like it, blah, blah, blah. And that started that relationship with, with Zahn bases and after I got a few mosaics that I liked the wood necks um, of course I had to get some composite necks and yeah. started digging those again and, uh, <laughs> you know stayed with Zahn for a lot of years and and uh, the last thing we did is he did a you know we did a four string signature which is really cool nice. um, that was awesome and I, and I still 
have those bases and love those bases. And I, I just did a session a couple days ago for some metal stuff and I, I still pull out the Sonus five string for the <laughs> growl and like, you know, I mean, it's just the bass to grab. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess along with the, uh, the Zon thing, I've never left that. So I'm still officially Zon guy and still play those. Um, but then I also, as I've gotten older, wanted to get into getting the, some of the bases that I wanted from, again, bringing it back around. Yeah. Um, some of those old jazz bases and stuff like that. So I really wanted to get, I think we're all about the same age or close to it. I was born in 66. Yeah, yeah so. 52. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I won 66 jazz. So I won. Hey, lollipop yeah. tuners. Yes. Lollipop tuners, yeah. yes. So I found one in Tucson and, you know, finally had the money to, to get it and I got it and I just, I man, I was like, I just fell in love with that again too, yeah. the vintage thing. And there's something about those bases that just, you know, the mojo, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. There's something about a bass that's been played, blood, sweat, and tears and the feel of that. Yeah. And, you know, so, um, uh, so that, that took off into this vintage thing that I'm doing. So that's awesome. Yeah. When did, uh, when did you start the website and what it's vintagebaseball.com, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. when did you start, when did you start that? Early 2019. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Started that. So, that's cool. um, the images are killer by the yeah. way. Oh, you know, thanks man. Great representation of it online. It's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I saw Thanks. you have a 66 Thanks. on there. Nice. Yeah. I, that lurked, was I was lurking. Yeah. So here's the thing about it that's, that, that was my idea is, you know, those bases are, you know, just like you guys from playing for so many years and whatever. And, and I really went down a rabbit hole of really investigating. It got uh, kind of crazy about the history of Fender awesome. and all that. Leo, yeah. yeah. I just love that stuff. And you got to be a detective about what's legit, what's original. Yeah. And I've learned so much about that and, and enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. And the idea with this vintage baseball is, um, you know, getting these bases that I personally want and I think are cool. Some of them for historic reasons, some of them just because I want certain bases, you sure, know. Sure. Um, yeah. And um, so I'm vetting them in the way, um, uh, you know, so these bases all play good, I don't have any heavy bases, you know, cool. different things like that. Um, and vetting them for the original, uh, you know, nice. you know, the parts and everything like that. Uh, but the cool thing is I just have the idea that the vintage baseball is an investment of these bases that yeah. I own. And there's yeah. a stack of them here. So when I do a session, mm -hmm. do whatever, I can pull out these different bases. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the idea is they're supposed to be all for sale too. So <laughs> make a, you know, make a profit and start it into a business. Um, I think it's kind of the idea. I think it's that. great. I think it's yeah. incredible because I would be more apt to buy from a, a real bass player, guy that plays, a guy that knows how it's supposed to feel, what it's supposed to do. So, you know, right. you know, if it's yeah. good, if it's not good, if that, because some of the seventies, early seventies jazzes are yeah. kind of dog shit. Or some yep. of them are stellar. So, exactly. you know, and, and going to a, a real bass player that's had all, you know, accolades, whatever, and knows, I, I would buy from you before buying from somebody that didn't know. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, that's it, yeah. it's a great concept. Is the neck okay? Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. Exactly. I think it's a fantastic concept, man. I think that's yeah. right. 
Yeah. It's scary. It's scary because I mean, we're musicians, especially especially younger musicians, man. That's it's a lot of money, man. On these bases, even when you get into the seventies, we're talking. I mean, three grand. I know not, for a, for a seventies you know. jazz bass or P in the three. Yeah, range. Okay. yeah, just crazy. And um, I'm I'm starting to lean towards more of the more of that. I mean, financially too. I can't be in that collector's realm yeah yeah i mean i have a 58 because i came across one and i got it for a, an amazing price i found that in tucson as well nice and i just had to you yeah. know and it was just like yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i have one i have a 68 jazz everything oh, nice. except it's a refin because yeah. i had a 66 that i let go and i kicked myself in the ass every day i was able to get the 68 and it's like that's never leaving me it's yeah so yeah anyways, yeah i yeah i hear you i got one i got a 75 that the, there's pictures on instagram it's a sunburst it's a, it's the only 75 i've had in that collection that i have not i've yet to list and i got it about a year ago wow because i'm like i might three bolt or four bolt I'm, i might hang on it's a three bolt okay so yeah okay yeah. and this newest one i got an olympic white 74 is pretty amazing too that's a four bolt that's nice i saw that yeah yeah i just i did a session where i used that i'm like this is really do i want to do i want to <laughs> but you know i can't keep them all five was it 75 yeah they switched to the three bolt 74 ish was like yeah like there were still old parts that they could use but they were transitioning to the so the three by 75, they were trying to, right? I th I'm pretty sure that was somewhere around there, I think. Yeah. It gets wacky with stuff like that, Tony, as you can imagine, because, yeah. you know, especially during, like, the buyout, this, this pre-CBS versus CBS is like, you know, CBS obviously was, you know, they had uh, – I got a lot of bases that have 66 at the, the pots. Yeah. So they probably had a box of them, you know, that they were just using until they ran out, you know, for the mm – -hmm. Right, right, right. Kind of yeah. So you so, have to check – you have to check neck pocket. You have to yeah. check neck stamp. You have to check pots. You got to, I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. you got to go deep dive, but that's. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times too, I'll even look at, you know, I'm getting better at it now because I've done it so much, but you yeah. know, the, we all, for the people out there, this is the Bible, the Hell Leonard. Yeah. You have that book. I mean. <laughs> there goes Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I literally great. Yeah, nice. I mean, that's the Bible. That really yeah. is like I've used it so many times. Yeah, yeah exactly. So kids, um, if you're really interested, this is the book to get for yeah. for just authenticating, finding out what is it, CTS pot, stack pole pot, or whatever. Just knowing zero numbers. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if really Ampeg is. has something like that just for amps. We should ask Dino. I Hey, well, for old amps? Yeah. Real SBTs? Well, I've had, um, what's it called? There's there's actually a great resource online mm. that you can probably find. I even have a thing here, Ampeg Dating PDF. Ooh. Somebody compiled, and it goes back, because I've had a, a, a few flip tops. I've had a 66, oh. 67, SV12, uh, 68, B15. Um, and those, those were the same thing as, uh, with the fenders of like really trying to authenticate those. I had to go deep <laughs> figuring, figuring those out too. Do you know you what know. the, what the webpage is? If somebody wants to look it up, do you, yeah, do you let me see if I can, I'll find or it. If out, not, out no yeah. And then we always, I got a, we always talk about the seventies spacing jazz bases that we all have our kind of own opinion on them. And even though it's just that, you know, instead of 3.6 inches, it's four inches apart, you know, the pickups close to the bridge, like, 
are, are you a fan, not a fan? What, what do you, uh, what's your takeaway on the 70s pickup spacing? Um, I'm more like, I don't have, I, I don't really have too many favorites. I like a lot of different things, you know. If it works for something, it works. Yeah, that's what's been kind of cool about this, of just having, I've never had that luxury before, especially yeah. with vintage instruments, just to yeah. kind of try different things. And, you know, it's just like with any instrument, they all just have different nuances. True. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Yeah. So That's what's everybody, what's everybody doing? Uh, I know you guys talked about this. I was checking out uh, some of the past stuff you did with the quarantine and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, daily, definitely weekly things are changing. So mm -hmm. where's, where, where's everybody at with that at this point? You guys openings? John. Slow well, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was the first thing we got. Um, I actually got to go back in the office on Monday. Mm. So, nice. um, yeah, so that was nice. And then as of today was the first day we actually had production running the machines again. So, you know, wow. the last two days were just um, meetings with the production management and the union heads to just kind of go over the, what we have to do now. Yeah, sure. Things and stuff. And yeah. so I believe it's, I think we're at just under half capacity in the back. Yeah. Uh, and then I think we'll be able to roll in more as we get going and get everything figured out. Right. I think sure. the hardest part was because um, there's like four or five main entrances that everyone takes into the office and now there's one. Right. That's right. been a big, big thing. So, yeah. You guys checking temperatures or anything like that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, they're doing yeah. that. Yeah. They're doing that every morning. Like, even yeah. when I came in Monday, the guy came in with one of the little temperature guns, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well Smart. done, medium. Yeah. Yeah. Feels really sci-fi, like, all right, come here. All right, I know. you're all right. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we've got a runner. We've got a runner. Logan's run. Like, people and then this is standard issue in the office now, too, so. Oh, yeah. So, which, uh, I mean. I've got a dedicated office, so I can sit there and yeah. be just fine. But yeah, as soon as I walk onto the production floor, I gotta have a mask on. So interesting, yeah. And then yeah, the gig, the gig thing's tough, man. Dude, I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if that's gonna go back to. That's tough, you know. It's mm -hmm. crazy. Some of us are out of work. Yeah. yeah, but Tony, do you guys have a startup date at the theater at Blue Man? No. No. Okay. Just kind of like wait and see, wait and see. Yeah. And I yeah. just found out some other stuff like the Comic Cons and so forth. I thought they were all canceled. They're not. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um, there are technically they're on hold. So yeah, we'll see. Which I'm sure Winter Nam is probably on hold, but I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. I, I if I took a guess, I'd say no. But then again, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. That's just. Okay. I'm coming out no matter what. Yeah. Well, and, and you guys are, you know, when John you guys come is out, still, all of you guys. Still alive from Leo's. Yeah. All of you guys come to GNL because I'm, I, Ray, I don't know. I, I do some stuff for GNL and work for them. And oh, well, sorry, yeah, I, I did know that and I needed to show you something. Nice. Smites. I had a Hagstrom oh. bass was my very first bass I owned. Okay. Um, and then the, the second bass I had, which was uh the real bass was yeah <laughs> an l2000 oh hell yeah dude <laughs> look at that <laughs> look at this thing, dude. oh I mean, god i love it man 
this probably in 82. Okay. New. Look at the, the bar on it. Kaler, Kaler, dude. Uh, yeah, look, hey, Billy Sheehan. What do you got going on behind that? Come on. Scallops. Oh, oh man, Scallops. you did the Billy <laughs> Sheehan. <laughs> and is that a pickup? Is that an EBO like pickup, like Billy Sheehan ish kind of? It's covered now. I don't know okay. what I was thinking at the time. I mean, you know, you can see the the remnants of the green. The I love it. The green. Fantastic, dude. <laughs> yeah. One of, the first, one of the first hip shots they ever made. Yep. Nice. And I love. Yeah. And yeah. I, we're coming out with that headstock again with the CLR. So yeah, we, we're doing that. So, which I like, I like both headstocks, but it's nice to have that paddle. It's really cool. But yeah, they're, I mean, just talk about Leo's legacy. I'm able to, you know, one degree of separation with John yeah. Aaron and Dave, and I'm in Leo's lounge and his office. And these guys have, you know, have been there, but you're, I, yeah, when you're out here, <laughs> let me know, man. Oh, that'd be awesome. Come and man. hang, play some that. bases. And yeah, I yeah, would love man. that. Anyways, Why don't you so. come out to Southern California in January? Yes. You know? Yeah. Come out. Tony will pick you up at the airport because he usually gets <laughs> So he gets and then a, he drives us all to get tacos. Yeah. And I always have a car out there. Just from Boston. I'm used to having a car, man. I can't do it. Like, and, he haunts, and he honks at everybody, pissing people off, man. Like, I dude, do. you can't do that here. You uh, have me at tacos. So. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So Ray, okay, so Ray, how about so gigging and stuff? Do you have any um, any gigs that are coming up that have been kind of reinstated, or is everything basically canceled out there? Or how is anybody gigging hey, anywhere out there? No, everything's the casinos, the bars, and yeah, you know. And so we're now we're talking about you know when they do open with this thing of even with the restaurants, you know where. They have like maybe two tables. Every two tables yep. are, yeah, are yeah. going to be closed. You right. know, I don't, I don't know how many of those businesses is it worth opening because we can't even fill the venue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, for us as musicians, we're usually the first. When, when everything's going great, we never hear about it. When, but when things are bad, we hear about it. We're the first yeah. to hear about it. You know, that whole like scattered <laughs> table thing, I don't know. I, I'm not a restaurant owner, but I know people that do. Yeah. If that happens, 80% of restaurants are done. They're done. Yeah. They're, they're mm. gone. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the margins on those places are always so slim, so they really they're deal slim. in volume yeah. more than anything else. So, yeah, taking yeah. taking that away is going to be a big hit. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I guess for me, I feel like uh, we're starting to see here in Arizona, we haven't had – you know, it hasn't been one of the hot spots or anything like that. And I, I had to run some errands the other day and I've seen a lot of people out, like yeah. a lot of people. Um, it was kind of a ghost town before. So um, I don't know, it might be a good thing that I'm kind of forced to, you know, be in for at least a couple of other weeks just to see how this, how this mm -hmm. goes, if it, if it spikes again, because everyone's out or if it just like yeah. stays right. even or comes down. Um, because as, as much as I want to work, you know, I don't want to get sick either. Yeah. <laughs> get somebody else sick. Exactly. Yeah, you got to yeah. take care of family and friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's crazy. Well, yeah. Southern California seems to be kind of loosening up a little bit. Uh, we're still under, you know, quarantine and stuff, but there's more people out. I actually did a gig on Saturday where the restaurant opened to just a little bit of capacity. There were not a lot of people in there. He was kind of serving food for free. People were buying drinks. People, some people were masked, some people weren't, but we were on stage away from everybody and simulcast. And, you know, nice. an hour and a half, we just played. And 
it was kind of cool to be out, but it was kind of yeah. strange. But, you know, we made a bunch of tips and we just gave it back to the bar. We just said, here, just, you know, to the yeah. owners. But yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So anyway, so it, it, it was a little surreal that, oh, wow, we're kind of in a place. But, but there wasn't any, you know, it was empty. You know, there weren't yeah. that many people there. So here's kind of the question. Are people going to be more hungry when things do open up? Are people going to flock or are they going to be afraid? I don't know. Good you question. Know? I mean, you could make a really compelling argument for either side of that, Tony. Yeah. You yeah. Really could. You really could. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not to discount, I mean, obviously it's tragedy, but a lot of people are in and able to kind of learn some new stuff and work from home. Like I've been doing a lot mm -hmm. of, like, like Ray, you said, and I know all of us, like a lot more remote recording stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, that's been nice, mm -hmm. obviously the tragedy and the sickness and not being able to go out is a drag, but you know, I've been getting more home recording work. It's like, Oh, okay. I, you know, I don't know if it's gone up for you guys, but I got more now. Than it's I did gone up a little bit. I, I think, yeah. I think for us, which is cool is, uh, you know, as musicians, especially again, like we're all, we've seen a lot of stuff as musicians. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, technology alone. I mean, you know, when I talk about, records i played on different things like that you know now versus now you know all those kind of things but um we've really you know musicians it's it's cool to see all the different things happen and some some predictable um of, of a lot of i knew people uh, i thought about well you know i'll do skype lessons i'm like so is every bass player in the world they're gonna yeah. it's tough you know but um but it is cool a lot of i mean we all always persevere you know and find i mean because we you know, we're self-employed, we're musicians, and we always have that. To be a musician, as long as we all have, we we can't be scared of hey, what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, you can't. Right. You got to be kind of fearless, and you got to be you got to you got to change with the tides. And we all have because we're all we've been doing it. You know, between us all, there's a lot of years <laughs> of music business, music and business. You know, yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's. It, at the very least, I think it's kind of people have re, you know, uh, thought about you know different ways of revenue and mm -hmm. just artistic things and you yeah. know, all that stuff. You know, I mean, we still had to start thinking differently twenty years ago when you know you couldn't make money as much money from records anymore. Yeah. If I yeah, use that exactly. term, to use that term loosely, record, you know, um, yeah. things changed. You know, Napster yeah. came in, people like, oh yeah, free music, and I'm like people who made money from labels right was like whoa no 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 this isn't necessarily good right you know, this sure. is going to change everything and it did, it did. right yeah. away but it started yeah mm -hmm. well i mean 9-11 changed a lot of stuff yeah i mean that changed a ton i was playing in vegas every month half the month and then it went to nothing you know yeah. like for years i was doing that and making great bread it was fun and then it just went no like it just you know that was i think a lot of entertainment took a hit then i mean it you know it bounced back but i think that was that was a pretty big hit i remember that mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think one of the things that happened that uh i still can't believe is a big thing that has stayed for so long when it happened and it's still happening is tribute acts mm. it's crazy to me it's crazy to me 
And I go by, you know, we play the, a lot of the casinos, and Dude, they're, a, they're doing big rooms, yeah. man. Oh, they're huge. And, and they're just, huge. Yeah, it's such a crazy, like, I, I thought when that first came out, I'm like, this is not, this is not going to last. <laughs> I, I had friends doing it, and this is great. And I'm like, eh, that's not going to last. You know, 10 years later, yeah. they're right. laughing at me. Right. You know, I have, they are a legit touring act. All yeah, band, I have you know? very good friends of mine yeah. making their living doing the tribute thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, I don't want to say this because it's, I'll just say it because I'm honest about it. It's a public thing. I fucking can't stand it. Yeah. yeah. I can't stand it. Like, you yeah. know, I never got into this to pretend to be somebody else. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I never did. That was the problem I had too. Um, uh, I think around the time of like the, I think it, the, one of the first uh, models of that that was huge was in LA when they were doing the, the metal thing, metal shop yeah. and all of those were popping up and then the seventies thing. Yeah. And I remember some of those bands, there was, there was a club here in uh, Phoenix that uh, they used to play. Uh, they'd come out like once a month and just clean up the 70s, right. but they would all be wearing you know the afros and the <laughs> one of the one of the first band that was uh, probably the Boogie Nights. Yes, that's what I was yeah. trying to think of. And yeah. they're a, they are literally a franchise. And exactly. They have, they have yeah. I mean, yeah. Kudos to them, man. Yeah, they built hmm. an empire. That's yeah. what they do. They have a bunch of different bands working and yeah, play that. You know, music disclaimer. I'm like happy that anybody's making a decent living with it or yeah. was. You know, right. cool for you. I'm, I'm stoked for you that yeah. it works for you. I don't ever want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just not yeah. Yeah. Well, at least with the 70s band, you could play Wild Cherry, you could play KC, you could play all those. I was going to say that too. I mean, there's, I, I think there's that's a little more legit. And in fact, that it's what I do anyway. I'm playing yeah. public music. But, and the, you know, somebody that wants to, like, hey, let's take it to the next level and kind of look yeah. the part and whatever. I, I can kind of, like, I can, I can get behind that a little more than, like, you know, you know I'm, <laughs> I'm dressing up as Gene Simmons every night. No. I can no. swallow the, the theme thing a lot more than, oh, yes. I'm going to pretend to be Tom Hamilton. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. they're out there. Yeah. I, yeah. I played, I did a, I subbed for a Pat Benatar thing and they asked me to be part. And I was like, no, I can't. I just, I just didn't, it wasn't me. I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. Like, nah, not really. So. I did but, the Chili's thing for, for a bit. I did. did the, I did the, do it. The Chili Pepper yeah. thing? It was a goof that we all got together and did it. And we, to take it to the next level financially, we couldn't because we'd have to change it. Like I'd have to cut myself off the knees, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And go, you know, so <laughs> I see Ray laughing there, but seriously, you, we, we even told by agents, you'd have to change the look for what it is. I'm like, mm. I'm like, I just did this for fun <laughs> to you know, right. mentally masturbate. Right. Um, and then it was, I, I'm never, and then I couldn't listen to the music ever again. Yeah. I could never listen <laughs> to peppers ever again. Well, here's what did it for me. Um, hopefully he won't be watching this, but <laughs> a guy I know in town here, uh, we do this casino gig that's up North and, and we get out of the heat out of the Valley. Um, and we do it like three, four times a year and we were playing up there and they have two rooms. And we were in one of the showrooms and then I heard there, uh, oh, there's a tribute act. It's the Doobie Brothers. And I knew, I was like, oh, my friend's playing that. I'm going to go see him. I've seen him in years, man. You know, because we're always gigging. You never see yeah. ba other bass players, you know? Right. So I walk down there and they're doing Doobie Brothers and they sound great. And I walk and I look at my friend who's 
just as white as I am, and he's in blackface. Oh. <laughs> and he looks, <laughs> I'm looking at him, and he looks over at me, and the look that he shot me of like, <laughs> I could just feel him shrinking. I'm like, oh my god, somebody knows. <laughs> he was doing wow. the game, hoping no one sees him, sees him, you know? How many years ago was this? How many years ago? Yeah. 82. Whoa! That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's commitment. I'll give him that. That's I mean, that's commitment, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess that's... I mean, 10 years ago, you could get away with it. Now, people on Facebook would be like, there's a protest. This is not right. Blah, blah, blah. Throw daggers. <laughs> Crucify this guy. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the political correctness thing would be like, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think the only tribute band that I would do is a Spinal Tap tribute band. That's the only, there you go. And I would just have to make fun of it the whole time. I would never take it seriously. I, I yeah. just that's where it that's where it draws the line. If you start taking yourself too seriously, that <laughs> right. that right. That's where it just kills me. Like, yeah, uh, I'm 52, and you want me to have long hair and and cut off sleeve shirts <laughs> and, and tight jeans. I'm like. I, but I'm, I did that when I was a kid. I don't want to do that now. Like, I don't, I don't want to look like Kip Winger back in the day. I don't, that, no, like, I got short hair now. This is what I, you know, I don't know. That's, that's it's for me. It's not that it's short like, right now, Steve, where you get the cut. You'd make a very cut. handsome Kip Winger, yeah. Steve, okay? But, but that's the thing is I think that that's where <laughs> I just, you know, I don't want to be, I live that. I live the 80s. I, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you know, there's there's got to be the guys like in acting that are method actors, and they're probably method musicians where they're like, you know, oh, Daniel, totally. they, Daniel Day Lewis. So they're like, you know, I'm Tommy Lee. Yeah. Call me Tommy when I have my wig on. Do not, <laughs> I'm not going to break character. You know, not uh, good. Anyway, more power to those guys. More hey, power. Hey, more yeah, power. Exactly. If you're making exactly. money, if you're doing it, not hating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just never thought it would last, but it's yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great for them. I mean, it's, it's like, huge. Wow, it's crazy. Massive. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So, how about um, in COVID? Are you so out there? Are you required to wear a mask in Arizona, uh, Ray? Are you are, like, is it not required? But okay. they kind of, yeah, yeah. They haven't given given. It's more of like we would like you to follow sure. than like sure. mandates. Yep. You know, um, with the exception of opening of places, of course. Yeah. Uh, that it's all curbside takeout kind of mm -hmm. stuff right now. Cool. Um, I am getting speaking up here. I have an appointment to get my hair cut Friday, which is the first day we're back at that. Nice. Yeah. Cool. But I don't know after seeing Tony again. I might have to. Dude, no, 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 no. I no. want my hair cut. I want to get a haircut so freaking bad. <laughs> it's like in my face. I'm fixing my glasses, looking at myself like, fucking yeah, I look like a goddamn oh, the Now, fuck? see, the problem is, and you can see it right here, is I've got this nice colic. So yeah, if I don't keep it short, it gets this nice Farrah Fawcett wave going. I'm like sorry, man. John's, John's got some badass rad hair. Seriously. Yeah, I, yeah my girlfriend was like, what I should really do is just do the shave off the side and keep the top long. And I'm like, I mean, I'll give it a shot. If I don't like it, next time I go in, I just haven't cut it. So there you go. All the kids are doing it. Yeah. Nice hat, by the way, there, bro. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I... <laughs> oh, you got one? I need to get one. Oh, of those. yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's the vintage baseball. It's the vintage baseball hat, Tony. Oh my God. Uh, well, because hey, two, I'm not one of the cool. ways that Ray and I met was, um, well, aside from Ray came over to GHS, but then he also kind of pitched, hey, it would be cool to kind of do some period correct strings for these bases when they go out. 
so he and I talked a bunch. We sent, I sent him some stuff. So let's see, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong on this, Ray, but what is it? Uh, you, they either go out with bass boomers or bright flats. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. It's been great. So, yeah, I, I like those kind of collaborations like that. It's definitely mm -hmm. a win-win of cross promotion. Yeah, for sure. Well, we yeah. got to definitely, John, when this all gets back, we were talking about, um, the original GHS hot rods for GNL, right? The, or the Leo Fenders yeah. research basically. So that's another thing that we were. Yeah. Talk about deep dives, Ray. I was looking yeah. into like last summer, trying to figure out <clears throat> when uh, boomers actually came out. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was one of those, no one ever wrote it down. And uh, um, so as I was doing it, I'm looking through like old records of stuff oh. and I was looking through an old log sheet of, um, just all the old specs or just stuff we made for other people, you know? So I'm looking through there and I'm looking over and there's some stuff. It says for Klein, it says CLF. I'm like, Oh, you know, that's CLF research. Yeah. I know exactly what it is. Then I looked over to the left, all the specs were written in the notes. So, and they were right by some other stuff. And I'm like, okay, so these are mid seventies and they said prototype right on it. Wow. So they were mid 70 proto, types that we made for Leo Fender. Yeah. Wow. Which probably started in something. So I just on a whim, I, I called up Steve and I told him, he's like, like we got to get some made. And I was like, oh, I put in the order like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They're bad out. I, I actually have. Are they cool? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. They're, they're built off. It looks like they're very close cousins to bass boomers. Yeah. But there's just a couple different like cover th diameter things they did. And they, they feel a little, they feel a little more balanced, huh. I would say. Yeah. I still have two sets, so I'll, Ray, when, well, I'll get your info and I'll send you a set. Oh, you don't even have to do that, Steve. I nope. think I've got, oh, you got probably a few? half dozen still oh, in the cool. office. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're interesting. Yeah. They're really cool. We were talking about doing some stuff for GNL to have like CLF Research legit Leo Fender spec strings, which we're still yeah. talking about doing, so. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that was, that was a cool deep dive. That was right. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when so did did you find out like uh, when GHS started? Like oh, GHS was uh, August first, nineteen sixty four. Sixty four. Wow. Yep. Okay. Man, interesting. Yep, in the current building, which I believe, because um, you said you were actually at the building years uh, ago. Yes, my my dad for a couple of years lived in Battle Creek. Yep. Wow. So I made the trek over. Yeah. So out. yeah, we I found out that building we purchased in s late 1970 and moved in January of 71. Okay. So, and that's where we're still at. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. On a side note, my wife was born in Kalamazoo. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, she told me the other night. Yeah, when I was telling her about the GHS. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. pretty interesting. Yeah. No, Ray, you played the GHS on your signature Zons as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah. I was using the Zon strings for a while just because it was, you know, getting them from Joe and trying some different things. And um, again, I, can't, I think that's just kind of full circle for me too with the GHS because I, I just remember through all the years, like all of us trying different strings and, and uh, you know, the boomers, I remember they were like a go-to for me. Nice. And now I know why. I mean, they're just, you know. That's your go-to string, right? 
Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. always work, you know? Nice. Yeah, just give me what I want. Yeah. I'm having a uh, a love affair with the Super Steels. Freaking yeah. Things. Those are like, yeah, just they just work. They're just, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. all like a little something different. I'm all about the progressives, the yeah. thinner progressives. Like, yeah, I'm almost spoiled. Like, if I play anything else, I'm like, oh, this is too tight. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't want to get dependent on it. And like, I am kind of dependent on it now. Like, yeah, it's funny how you get used to stuff. Yeah, John, mm -hmm. which which models your favorite? I mean, you work there, but what do, what do you prefer or like? What that I would normally um, yeah gravitate towards um i'll usually use the pressure wounds okay wow because they're yeah they're a darker sound i mean i've used the balanced nickels for a long time i mean because that's you know the first set there that i actually took from conception all the way through nice um so yeah that's got a special place for me but i mean it's funny because i'll play everything except boomers hmm. how dare you I know, right? The most More popular for me. one, right? More for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was some of it too was, um, I think originally when I started out playing, you know, you'll, yeah. um, you'll get some stuff and you'll be like, oh, it sounds awful. And it's really not so much that, it's that you don't understand, you, you know, you don't under understand how to, you know, use any of your equipment. Yeah. And Boomers is one, probably one of the first sets there. Yeah. And it wasn't until later that I was using something that I turned that turned out to be like um, that I didn't realize I was like oh I used such and such a string for the longest time and uh, Russ the president was like oh yeah those are our bass boomers but it's a private label. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. interesting. So yeah so I think um, bass boomers for me is more of a full circle thing it's now I, I understand what they are and what they do and so that'll be actually when I do um, cover gigs or something like that Th those yeah. are usually the strings i'll i'll put on a bass just because they do have that like just what i need for that gig yeah sure sure yeah there's so many variables to everything man it gets crazy mm -hmm. it really does i think you guys go a lot deeper than i do <laughs> on a lot of that stuff on gear no i yeah. think you're right first there. time we've heard that Stop it. <laughs> you're, you're right there nerd nerdum it's cool. It's, I, I, it's you know, awesome. Part of me wishes, but I mean, I'm sitting here looking at my studio monitors that are event 2020s from the early 90s. Dude, those are killer. But it's, I know the sound, you know what I mean? I, I'm almost scared. I'm sure, you know, I probably somebody would come in and go, dude, this is going to change everything for you. But I'd be like, I don't know, man. I'd be, well, there's a reason that people still use NS10s, old ones. Yeah, yeah. They're just industry standard, you know, and as yeah. long as you know how to get the sound, you know, and that's yeah. what I was going to ask you too for direct. Like, what are you using as your recording rig? Um, or all that stuff. I have, uh, well, I, I used Logic's my DAW, yeah. and I, I used to focus right. Oh, nice. You know, the yeah. Scarlet. I mean, it's inexpensive, but I, it, it works for me, man. Cool. Um, mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I have been tempted to try some different things. I know the universal audio stuff is awesome, yeah. you know, um, but I, I feel like, I feel like I just haven't ran into anything, any session, anything that I've ever had to do that between a bass, my hands, EQ, right software. Here. Yeah. That, that, that I couldn't accomplish, you know? Yeah. So I'm not, I know, the other thing is I'm pretty open to not 
have, you know, some guys are looking, are always searching for that, that sound. I wouldn't even know what that is because I, I like, I like a lot too many things to, 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 you know, to narrow it down to a mm-hmm. sound. Um, the vintage thing has been great too in the, you know, kind of psychologically. And when I hear it, um, some of my favorite music was, you know, from growing up sixties and seventies. So like when I plugged in, you know, a sixties P bass into the Ampeg flip top, it was like, that's it. That's Mm -hmm. the tone, you know, and a lot of stuff out there mimicking different things and things you can get, you know, um, Um, so I, I like that, um, but don't get me wrong. I love the new stuff too. I mean, I mean, Zon's cutting edge, composite neck, you know. And there's I just, just I, I like having all those different you know variables. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a true believer in shit in, shit out. If it's shit it going in, it's gonna yeah. be good going out. If it's good going in, it's going to be good. I mean, it's yeah. it's your hands. Like all of us record, and yeah, we all know how to compress ourselves, how to play dynamically. So. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing too. And I get asked by guitar players, like, how do I record? It's like, just get a good bass, a good DI and, or just, you know, you got to practice. That's the thing too. I, I, you mm-hmm. know, it's a different beast. And I, I think it's, it's here. It's this, you know, I mean, after a while you sound like yourself on yeah. almost anything. Yeah. Right. Like I've been playing around with different things lately and I'm like, God damn, I, I'm me on almost anything. Yeah. No, yeah. Really. Yep. Yeah, certainly, certainly stylistically. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, um, I think sonically too, the way that it's approached, you know, I mean, yeah, you give 10 bass players one bass and it's going to sound 10 different ways and you're going to be able to hear like, oh, that's Ray playing. Oh, that's Tony. Oh, that's John. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. You know, it's, yeah. Your sonic signature. Yeah. 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 It is. But I think, I think for a lot of younger players, this whole, um, I know even for me, there was a lot of this thing of like, you know, chasing your sound and, you know, like we're talking about a lot of it's coming from your phrasing, the way you play, the, just your hands, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. your, your heart, your hands, your mind, what you're, you're, you're playing. Um, and it's interesting now with YouTube, I would say to a lot of people, you know, the thing about having your sound is that especially if you want to get in, as you guys know, doing a lot of different recordings and stuff for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do a lot of different genres as you guys do. And it's interesting because now you can even look on YouTube and it's so interesting to hear isolated bass tracks of, you know, John Paul Jones or of uh, Motown stuff. And you're like, that sound is shit. But in the mix, yep. that sound is fucking killing. Killing. That's and and so I, I, I when I, you know, to do yep. more, more and more sessions, I learned that like, you know, how, that's why I have to go at it. Like sonically, they're all different, man. So I yeah. can't be like, Hey man, I got this sound and I got this, like, this is, I'll start with this. And I'm stamping it yeah. because it's like, it's so, you know, sometimes I'll do that too, man. I'll tweak it and it'll sound so good and I'll isolate them. Like, oh, yeah. oh, holy shit. I always say there's the bedroom and then there's real music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. oh wow, yeah. I can throw on EMGs and have like nothing against EMGs. I'm just using, you know, yeah. go for yeah. sound and PJ and then have it like uh, sound like Victor Wooten slapping type of thing. And I'm like, now go put that in the mix and see if you can get heard, motherfucker. You, you yeah. might not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With the with the bass go, you know? Yeah. 
And if and if you isolate those isolate sorry those old Jamerson, I mean they they honestly sound like dog shit by themselves. They're kind of distorted and so. Yeah. But crank up everything else, and it's like it it magically just fits in that mix perfectly. And it's almost like I always say, and I don't generalize. I love P basses, fucking love P basses. But by themselves, they're kind of ugly. They're kind of ugly by themselves. You know, they're not they're not shimmery and they're not Marcusy. You know, and they're but recorded, they just fit. The way they sit in a mix. The way they sit. It's just like, yeah. there yeah. you go. They fit perfect. Right. So, and, and there's something too, yeah. I mean, I, I remember even a, a talk I had with Joe's on um, years ago, walking around the NAMM show, and he was just like, he's like, how come everybody still has, like there's all these great bass, basses. And he, and he was legitimately saying like, everyone has an old Fender. <laughs> and that was my thing. I'm like, well, that's the source and like, I guess the point I was getting at is like, you know, I grew up with that music and I love that sound. So although it's cool to have, I think in the rock and metal stuff that I do with Labrie and that kind of stuff, it's, it's turned into more of a modern sound and more, um, you know, uh, these like composite necks and low tuning, drop tuning, all that stuff like that. But um, still in popular music, a lot of those tones, you know, I mean, we all know, I mean, all the such flips, you have to, you have to have a P bass, yeah. you know, you have to, you're going to do sessions. Yeah. yeah. Can't show up with the, you know, 20 string Federa. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the mid range, right? That's what I always say. The producer will just, yeah. All the about the mids. The producer will say, "Hey, I have an old P bass here. Play this." Yeah. Like, don't play that thing. Yeah. But then again, it's nice to experiment and like, there's, you know, you got to try stuff, you know. And oh yeah. Yeah, you just got to keep trying stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how Leo hit it out of the park, though. It's really crazy. So many times. So I mean, many times. I mean, it's stupid. Yeah. yeah. From his inception to, I mean, for me, I. I love the the MFD pickups. I didn't yeah. like them before, and the more I started playing them and playing them, um, that magnetic field design ceramic, they're passive, but they're just yeah. this freaking low growly thing, you know, that's just mm -hmm. killing. It's killer, and uh, yeah, so Leo, he was, he was it. He was it, yeah. Are you guys, so you guys all, are you guys, I just recently switched to in-ears. Got rid of my amp. Oh, are, yeah. are you guys doing in ears, amps, both? Both. Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. What? Um. Yeah, I've been doing in ear. I use. I always. I either have the Audio Technica or the West Tones, and just the. They're not molded. They're just regular. And I. Yeah. Three or I have Shures like that. Yeah. The five three fives. Yeah. Yeah. I've been using the Perfect Seals, and. Yeah. You know. I can't even remember the these cheap ones I got off Amazon that I sent you the link to. You Steve. sent me the link. Oh, I remember that. They're like seventy bucks. And you like they're, them? They're fantastic. Huh. Fantastic. You know huh. I used it. But you know I use the high up the upper end stuff, the perfect seals too. I'll use them for like rock shows or something like that. Something where I'm jumping around a lot because they they won't move at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Tony. They're the KZ. KZ on Amazon, they're like 60 bucks and they're like five driver. I have wow. It's crazy. Yeah. They are shockingly KZ. good. They're shockingly oh. good. 
and they're so small on a plane, boom, boom, like that's, that's it. What do you use uh, for DI wise if you're not using an app or do you, is it always, you got some kind of app? Hey, look what he's going into. Oh, now, now, yeah, he's the one entered, saying that we were geeky. You just entered the fire yeah. zone, Ray. Well, I'm just, um, I'm just curious because of switching over. I never really this. thought and okay. That's kind of like, yeah, one, I don't know how to use. Is like Tony that. bringing out his little commemorative but, case? But there's a bunch of them, Ray. But the ready is like that's the yeah. one. You know, there, Noble makes a great one, a nice two mm-hmm. guy. I haven't looked at ready. I've been looking at that Noble, but it's, it's pretty pricey. Oh, that, dude, that Neve. I want to get one of those. Oh, yeah, that's, kill that's pretty great, too. Yeah, that's really good. I just, what do you, do you guys, I've just got one of these to try, to try that. The Minnow. Minnow. Well, that's what I've been using. Yeah. Have you? Up, man. Yeah. Yeah? Those guys exactly. are awesome here, man. It's right yeah. trick fish, guys. The yeah, ready, I'll show you how I've got it all laid out. The Ready la, uh, the ready in the studio, the uh, Rupert Neve. I just started using these before COVID. They're live on my boards, and I love this. And this is pretty close to the Ready, actually, in a yeah. weird kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my board that I use it on. Nice. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, so it goes in through the H9, and then that's the only thing it doesn't have is a uh, – if it had an effects loop, that would be, like, Perfect. Yeah, just, but I would sit there. Are we doing so a board show and tell? Okay. Turn around. I don't. I don't like boards. I just take. I, I don't use effects. There. <laughs> I know, but those guys, they love them. I, I'm. I'm yeah. jealous because I'm like, damn yeah. it. I want to. Yeah. I have like a, an optimizer somewhere, but I never. I've owned it. so many, <laughs> and then I. I never. I've never. I don't think I've ever even brought a. a, a yeah, an Octaver once I brought to a gig. But this goes. You know what it is? Everywhere. I'm. I'm lazy. I'm like, yeah. I'm re- wow. Oh, there you go. Oh, and there's the Neve. The Rupert yeah. Neve, right? Okay. I think so, the reason. Metal Kill, a compressor, because my hands are the opposite of Ray. I play like an ape and he's super controlled. <laughs> I always have some sort of dark glass on here. I'm envelope yeah. holder. I love this. They don't make this anymore. Oh, yeah. The envelope. The big envelope phaser. To, to, to a Neve. Nice. And uh, that, that pedal. The other Neve is going on a clone of the board. For me, this is just as important as a bass everywhere I go. Yeah. It's just, I have to have it. What's the actual uh, mounting thing you have there? That's my Temple? Um, Temple Audio. I think it's cool. The, yeah. It's clean. It's very clean. Yeah, looks nice. Yeah, and it's, they mount pretty clean on the back. I like those. Oh. TempleAudio.com. Temple? Okay. Temple. Mm-hmm. Check them out. I like the mounts that you use for the, uh, or are those just zip tied, Tony? For the, uh, you know, there's there's mount underneath, but sometimes I use the zip tie for a little cool. extra. No, I like it. But you know, that's yeah. But they do have a weird mounting system, like a plate that you screw in the back. Hmm. Make it, so the small ones have that, and then the bigger ones have a couple of zip ties just to play it safe. Cool. So is it powered? Uh, is there like a? Oh uh, yeah, I've got a, I've got a Voodoo power underneath. Okay. It. So oh, like, nice. Plug in this way, boom, boom, one cable down, wow. VI out, psh, I'm golden. Yeah, Compressor's always on, and then, you know, effects here and there. Yeah. But I like that Trickfish stuff a lot. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. They're, they're mm-hmm. good people, yeah, so you can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to uh, – I've tried it a little bit, and uh, I like it. I like the – especially on the um, vintage stuff, the mids, it's going to be a lot of the – 
cool. tone variation of the mid. So I'm anxious to try it like with the in-ear setup or with, yeah. with the live thing once that happens. You know, I'm sure it works. Yeah. Yeah, I've been. My last gig I used the minnow on was uh, a theater run of Mamma Mia. So it was, yeah, it was, we were just in a uh, room separate. So yeah, it was just a DI straight into the house. And this yeah. one guy came in every night. He was like, I don't know what you're using, but it sounds fantastic. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like as little as possible as I can use. And just like the sound of the bass, sound of the hands, yeah. amplified, yep. you know? Yeah, I don't. I like I said, I've had this forever. And I never use it. It's like, eh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> well, I think Steve too. Like the H nine I have on my board, I'm still That's only bad. scratching like the tip of the iceberg on that because yeah. it's got so many crazy effects. Yeah. On it, and I can control it with my phone. Oh my god. I don't use the effects too often, except the compressor. Yeah. But, like yeah. they're nice to have. Sure. And yeah. like. You know, if I'm doing a rock thing, I have the overdrive, which is on really low. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Dark Glass is fantastic, but one of the things I really like about it is you can just barely put it on. You can barely blend it in if you want to, just to get like a little bit of like late 70s Getty if you want, you know? Nice. Yep. Which is perfect for like a happy thing, which I still do some of that as well, you know? So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you, uh, did, did you like their uh, compressor, the pedal, the Dark Glass? Uh, I've never tried it. They've, they've been trying. They were going to send me one and so forth. You know what it is? Like you with the old monitors. I'm so addicted. I know exactly what the MXR is. Yeah. Because yeah. Mm -hmm. I have one of the dark glass ones and I love it. That's one pedal that I've entertained taking out. And I'm not a big compression fan at all. Like, don't I, 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 I don't, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just want it to work. Well, you don't want to feel it either. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that one's, it, it's really nice, man. Nice. It's a, it's a, yeah. I'd be curious if you got a hold of one, just comparative. Dave, you know, Lauren talked about getting me one and so forth. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I would check it out. It's, yeah. this is more like a limiter for me. I can't hear yeah. this. It's just, it makes my notes more like the sound of a keyboard coming in. And if we cut through a lot of drummers or like, for instance, when I was in flight with two battling guitar players, I want my notes to come out like a machine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And playing as hard as I do my right hand, the MXR, doesn't really add a color. It just, just levels exactly, everything. Exactly. Ex evens it out. That's yeah. all. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Mm -hmm. That's so what are your plans, Ray? Well, before we wrap up everything, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you shooting for? What is, you got the vault going on, the vintage-based vault. What's uh, what's your big plans for the end of the year, twenty one? For twenty one, what do you want to do, man? Probably just the same thing I've been doing. Like I, I've been, you know, um, I've entertained before the COVID thing. Now it's changing everything because yeah. I was just getting to the point where my son's now fourteen, and he. It's funny because he, uh, he he's into metal, so now he's like you know. He's just growing up. It used to be like this, the stuff that I played, a lot of it that I was known for, or whatever. You know, now he's like gets it. It's kind of cool, and you know, mm. and he's even like, "Dad, you need to go out again. You need to like, like you know." So I was really entertaining, uh, you know, starting to do some touring and stuff again. But I guess we'll see, man. I mean, this is this is put a whole new thing on. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, this, this could really, really change things. Uh, you know, 
outside of that, you know, I've been pretty content. It's nice doing this vintage thing, being at home, sleeping on my bed, being with my family. Um, and you know, just gigging a lot, doing the corporate thing. And I love recording. So as much as recording I can do, I you know, enjoy mm -hmm. that a lot. Um, um, and just, I don't have, honestly, I don't have the desire or drive that I used to have. I put out six, six solo bass records and a few of them took a lot out of me. Like yeah. I worked on them for like a year, mm -hmm. projects and stuff like that. And especially with the slap stuff, um, I pick up a bass now and I just feel like I'm repeating myself. I feel like, mm -hmm. I feel like the tank's empty. Um, so these days, even as far as playing, I don't play as much. I don't have that drive. Um, uh, I don't force the drive. I'll put it that way. Sure. I, I still have my moments and whatever. So, you know, lately, I mean, just like last week, I heard the Cat Stevens Wild World. Yeah. And I got friends here in town. I did, I did a solo thing. I'll probably post at some point. Solo bass piece. I mean, that's the last few things that I've been doing is like, I, I, I've always liked trying to take songs and making them for solo bass kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe adding drums or everything. I like the challenge of that. Because nice. um, that, that kind of takes me in directions that I'd never know. I'll run into things like how, how can I play both these parts at the same time or how can I facilitate this and um, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Have any of you guys had that? I've talked to a few bass players about that. Of just, you know, I, I know life is ebb and flow, yeah. but mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah. just, you know, kind of the burnout thing of just different. Right. I, I've been stoked being home. I literally, yeah. I'm like, I do not miss gigging. I don't. Yeah. I just, I just don't. Yeah. Gig like, eh, I, I mean, literally, I could have taken it or leave it. I, I, I like doing production stuff. I like being home. I like doing yeah. recording and yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. And and it's been you know a couple of years. I because I you know like all of us, we I mean, being home is nice and not having to just yeah. For me, not having to hump my freaking gear for a hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. for a shitty fucking bar gig. Like, yeah. I'm fifty two. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, I'm done. Like I do yeah. not want unless it's like yeah, it'll be fun, but to have to I and, right. and respect no disrespect to anybody that's sure. working that needs it. Yeah, I just I I kind of want to go after a different thing. So yeah, if that makes sense, I'm kind of like totally I, yeah. I don't I'm not missing gigging. Is that, yeah, I, I'm just not. I don't know. Well, that's a neat thing about music, though. I mean, there's so many different you know. Yeah ways mm -hmm. to, to make art to create art to get art out there um and i you know we all love live like yeah. when it's when it's a you know especially you know the right settings those yeah. are great gigs but yeah it's a you know we've all have done and still do you know the grinds yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know like anything else yeah, that's part of it yeah yeah i still want the live thing there so yeah. I, i'm kind of jealous of steve i'm like i would like I like learning. I'm learning more about recording and so forth, diving into Luna Heavy and so forth. That's my dog choice right now. But I just can't wait to get back on stage. I feed off that energy yeah. so bad. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, need that. I love it so much. This is the, the longest period of my adult life of not playing on stage is right now. Mm -hmm. So when I get it back. I'm Tony, do you... 
do you tour or do you more do localized gigs? Local, blue podcast? man, and you yeah. know, my own thing. And like, yeah. I just missed like the, the first Boston Guitar Summit was going on, Guitar yeah. Festival. And I was the only bass player on the bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm like, this is killer, you know, and I'm going up there with my own band. So yeah. that's really what I was looking to do. Like, I'm, I've got the theater thing, but I'm also been pushing a lot of my own thing. Like, you know, yeah. Good for you. yeah, like, and it's not the same money, but it's rewarding. Yeah. Right. Right. It's rewarding. That's what, that's what I wanted. I'm mean, like, I said earlier, like I didn't get in to be somebody else. I want to go play my stuff. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And as long as my mortgage is paid and my kids are all right and my wife's okay, like, yeah, um, exactly. you know, that's what I want to keep doing. So yeah. I'm not looking to, to be a star. I just want to go up there and mentally masturbate in front of people. <laughs> well, and, and it makes you happy. I'm glad you added mentally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, mentally. <laughs> that's why you could have went to jail if you would have said it differently. <laughs> Well, I'm not in Tijuana. I'm getting paid differently for that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh god. That's oh. a past life. Yeah. So Tony, and I gotta get you guys hats. Send me your info. Like, send you, yeah, send you some swag. Yeah. Well, I know I, you guys. well, Ray, I gotta get you a base hang T-shirt, and I'll get you a. Yeah. I'll, I'll hook you up with a GNL hat. And well, that'd be awesome. Yeah. When all this shit lifts and stuff if you're out here please i mean i'll get your info but you got to come down yeah. and hang and hang with these guys i mean we'd love yeah. to see you out in california yeah yeah i definitely yeah and i'm so glad that i finally got to got to meet you because like i said I've, yeah. known, I've known you and known about you and i was watching likewise the oh yeah man that's so rad yeah and if you guys are ever through phoenix same thing man you know come by yeah we'll we were talking to carrie nordstrand and even if nam doesn't go down yeah there's probably going to be something in California in January. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. know what people are throwing it out there, yeah. um, but I'll make something happen. I go out there enough that, you know, between the three of us, right? Yeah. Right. Well, we, we did the, the tsunami base hang. With I was just going to say, yeah. And Keith yeah. and I were talking yesterday. We did a thing. And I mean, if anything, we'll do some sort of something. We'll do something, man. I mean, base yeah. summit. Yeah, some face hang, some yeah. like that, man. But I, I yeah. and it's it's a blast. They they really are a good time. They yeah. Really, yeah. Severe geek session, <laughs> gnarly. And that's how this thing started, man. This, oh, dude, this it, is this was me, John, Steve, just keeping text up, like <laughs> we need to take this to the public. Yeah, yeah. great <laughs> stuff. Like the inside information we're talking about, like. We yeah. need to do this. And then when COVID happened, we're like, well, no, well, let's yeah. do it. Well, we've got time now. <laughs> we got time. Yeah. yeah. And it's just no, it's cool, man. That's good yeah. Good for you guys. That's awesome. And thanks for having me. That's oh, awesome. of course, Ray. Oh, yeah, man, it's a pleasure. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You, you kick ass, bro. And it was great to have you on. Yeah, yeah Ray. Thank, thank you, Tony. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Ray Rundu. Riando. Riando. Yeah. Riando. Riando. Yeah. Riando. Ray Rianne. Reindeer in December, but yes, yeah, yeah. Um, where can so where can people find you? Social media? Um, probably I still have Facebook bassist Ray Riando. That's, that's the official, okay. and then the Instagram is Ray Riando. Okay. Yeah, and that's uh, that's attached to the vintage baseball stuff. But there is a vintagebaseball.com. Yes. Uh, <laughs> website. Yeah. I'll so, put links. I'll put links for all that. But yeah, and that's been cool too. People uh, reach out all the time. I have no problem, especially 
it, it, with all this, this research is fun. So it's been yeah. neat because people have sent me pictures of like, Hey, I got this old base or, you know, what do you know about this bridge? Is this like, you know, so there, there's been a neat connecting thing with people that, you know, uh, going on with with that vintage thing that's been kind of neat too yeah you're becoming an expert at that which is yeah i would say expert but yeah I, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a journey like everything else that's so <laughs> awesome man dude yeah well thank you so much i am actually going to stop this for the public but hang on okay so bye public thanks for joining the big bottom crew yeah. and man thank you so much for being on ray it, it means a lot thanks, thanks for having me all right yeah. we'll see you guys bye public let me stop. Bye.